0: Hello, my best boys and girls. <clears throat> so today I have a very special treat. Yes, I was not there last week, but I was on vacation. You know, if you followed me on Instagram at post underscore credits underscore podcast. No, not a plug at all, but if you followed me on Instagram, you would know that I was on vacation. However, this I have brought another guest star. And no, it's not my fiance. Don't lie, Jacob. Bruh.
1: <laughs> I told you to keep it a secret. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Michaela, um, if you're listening to this I promise, nothing has happened.
0: Yeah, well, improv, you know, everything happens in improv, you know, things change in improv. Anyway, that's not, we're not here to talk about improv. What are we here to talk about, Jacob? Well, you see, why don't you introduce yourself first? It's weird having the weird, floating, anonymous person just speaking at you in all the countries, including, but not limited to, Ireland, Germany, UK, Poland, Canada and spain but why don't you introduce yourself first Alrighty, brief introduction about me my name is Ilya burko
1: um hobbies include long walks on the beach collecting seashells uh i like to work out ladies <laughs> um and uh you know i'm a, a, i'll i'll have to admit i'm i'm quite a bit of a star wars nerd so oh. when jacob invited me over to over to his studio here to talk about some of the uh some of the 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 topic that he uh mentioned to me i was very enthusiastic and was looking forward to talking about him what we're going to talk about today um so so thank you for for considering me as a resourceful and knowledgeable uh resource for the topic that we're going to talk about i'm not going to spoil it what i think i already did but i'm not gonna yeah Yeah. low-key low-key yeah yeah so I'm gonna let you. Uh, int- obviously, it's your show, so I'm gonna let you introduce what we're gonna be talking about today. Okay,
0: thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, so, this topic is a tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Beauty, Beauty and the, the Beast. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, was Belle right to go to with Gaston or the Beast? You decide. Just kidding. That's not. Star that's Wars, a though, that's either.
1: a whole another episode for another time. <laughs> yeah. Go really deep into into the uh, story of Beauty and the Beast.
0: Yes. Anyways, um. This has been a controversy with me and Ilya for years, honestly. In high years. school, we've debated this. We've gone back and forth. We've we've just gone back and forth. It's just been off. And it is Democrats or Republicans. Wait, no. <laughs> right? Wait. Oh, stupid script. No, it's somewhere in here. Ah! Are the prequels in Star Wars better, or is the original trilogy better? <sighs> I warned you. It's and be and for the record,
1: I just want to say that I'm taking the the correct position in saying that the prequel nope, movies that, that is not are true at Correct. All. They're better, better written, better casting, better choreography, better cinematography, um, a lot of other things, uh, better dialogue, better writing. Dialogue, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go into that. We'll okay, go yeah. into all those kinds of things. But I'm just going to say that I'm taking the position of prequels are superior films. And there are many, <laughs> many reasons as to why. And I'm very excited for Jacob giving me the chance to, to share people, Man, to share you, with people poison, as to why
0: that's true. You poison the mind of my audience. I am excited for that. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll be taking the position of the original trilogies. It is just – the original trilogies are just so much better in every way possible. Anyways, one thing I do want to say, I do like the prequels. Okay. I mean, I am not – bashing on the prequels at all though it might seem like it i just gotta defend my position as much as i can um also i did re-watch the prequels and i did set and i did think okay maybe i was a bit harsh on these when i was a kid mm. but so yeah and, and i way. have the same opinion as
1: well i don't i don't hate the original trilogy i think it was very good for what it was uh something that was unique george lucas was obviously a genius and a great storyteller creating this and it set up a universe that and in and, and a fandom that is not compared to anything else out there so i'll give i'll give the original trilogy that much all right good let's get into it so so the reasons why i think the uh, prequels are superior films in contrast to the original trilogy it's 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 multiple things number one the the star power that's in the movies the the director uh, george lucas picked some phenomenal actors uh to play the characters uh, Natalie Portman as Amidala, um, and then Samuel Jackson. You got Samuel Jackson. You got you got um, Christopher Lee. You got Liam Neeson. Like they got Liam Neeson to play Qui Gon Jinn, who dies in the first movie. But regardless, <laughs> his 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 role in in that first movie was so impactful that you know what I mean. We are just impressed with with Qui Gon Jinn's character, and it's all thanks to Liam Neeson. Uh, who else do you have? You have um Hayden Christensen is Anakin Skywalker a lot of people criticize him you know sounding whiny and and in especially in the second uh, attack the, the film attack of the clones but I think that was the point the point was to have you know Anakin Skywalker be this very young immature um very emotional and very brash kind of character and then you see his evolution in the in Revenge of the Sith in the episode three where he becomes more level-headed until the end obviously (laughs) spoiler if you haven't seen the movie he kills a bunch of kids wait what yeah yeah sorry oh well that that film came out in 2005 so if you haven't seen it already yeah you should it's about time you knew so yeah they they had oh and who could even forget ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi he had played he played so well that they have they're going to be making his own uh television show I'm, uh, I'm definitely on, looking on Disney Plus. we will have Hayden Christensen reprising oh, his role as Darth Vader. I'm definitely so, looking forward to that. So. Uh, I
0: mean, who isn't?
1: Who yeah. isn't? That's that's a hopefully Kathleen Kennedy won't be oh, involved in it. Uh, yeah, we do, yeah we don't yeah, like Kathleen Kennedy yeah, no. here. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Just leave it to the pros. Leave it to Dave yeah. Filoni. Dave Filoni. He he produces a phenomenal series. He produced Clone Wars. True, um, and he also is produced Bad Batch, which is currently mm-hmm. they're airing new episodes on Disney Plus. Um, uh, so yeah, so hopefully Dave Filoni will have some involvement in the in the new show, but we'll see. But uh, besides the the phenomenal star power that's included in the prequel movies, the and I ask and I ask people this: I've asked Jacob in the past, oh, what yeah. is what is your favorite thing about Star Wars? Oh boy, I know and a this very is going. and a very common answer I get is the the dichotomy between the Jedi and the Sith and lightsaber battles. Yep. And let me tell there you, these prequel movies they have the most phenomenal. Phenomenal choreography when it comes to these lightsaber battles. I mean, the duel, the duel of oh my gosh, the duel of fates in the first in the first film with uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn versus Darth Maul. The score produced by John Williams. I mean, if you're not like having a visceral and emotional reaction <laughs> while watching that fight, you need to get checked into an asylum. <laughs> I promise you, because it is just so captivating. Um, so the yeah the 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 choreography as far as the lightsaber battles go it's it's fantastic um and and all the the fights that are in episode three you know what I mean between Count Dooku and and Anakin Skywalker the dialogue you could really see Hayden Christensen really putting his emotions into the fight I think that's where his you know hidden um acting genius is he's he's a very good non-verbal communicator when it comes to acting which i think he he did very fantastic uh during that fight um but also in, in addition to all the superficial things such as the cinematography and the the you know the, the lightsaber battles blah, blah, blah. let's get into the storytelling the storytelling is almost a masterpiece it's basically shakespeare in space honestly it's shakespeare in space that's how good the writing is Expand. i'm serious Expand. Well, I mean, you just see like it's it's a very archetypical kind of hero's journey. um You see a boy, you know, he's raised. And might I add, the the similarities between Anakin Skywalker being a Christ-like character, the allegory is uncanny. Born of a virgin mother, essentially, she claims in Episode One that there was no father uh, involved in his conception and his birth. So he's born of a virgin mom, mom essentially and he was conceived through the force now what can the force represent clearly it represents the holy spirit um which is you know basically in star wars as well as uh christian you know doctrine is this you know invisible force that that essentially does something i don't know i'm not i'm not extremely
0: we we don't have to get into theological <laughs> uh in a theological discussion um for theology, make sure you, you check out your local church for more theology on the Bible. Probably yeah. not Star Wars, but...
1: Yeah, go to a good church, though, okay? So, <laughs> so anyways. But, yeah, you see a lot of similarities between Christ and uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, being conceived with the Holy Spirit, uh, the, the Force, um, and then his eventual downfall when he's defeated by uh, Obi-Wan. Um, so, you know, in in... The, the Christian story goes that when Christ died, he went into Sheol, which for the Canaanites and the people who are living in the region um, in Jerusalem and, and the Jews, they believe that when people die, uh, there's not really an afterlife. But souls do go to this place called Sheol, um, and there is a scripture in the New Testament, I don't know exactly which book. I don't I, I have a guess, but I don't want to guess, you know, in case I'm wrong. Um, but it does claim that uh, that Christ did go to Sheol uh, probably to to, you know, so that the gospel would be reached to the people who um, who lived prior to Christ's existence. So that probably could represent uh, Anakin's turn to the, you know, fall, uh, his death, and his fall to the dark side. And I think that his resurrection uh, is more, um alluded to in episode 6 Re- return of the jedi um uh, when he redeems himself by defeating death by defeating darth sidious and then saving uh luke
0: wait, luke. He, wait why are you spoiling the entire story um, dude, that became out like
1: for almost 50 years ago if you haven't seen <laughs> oh, the you know return of the jedi so so yeah um but but yeah and and in you know the biggest pushback that i get from people saying that the uh, that the prequels had bad writing was the whole sand thing. Oh, I hate sand. It's coarse, rough, and it gets everywhere. People hate that line. I, on the other hand, love that line because it shows us kind of like where Anakin's from. He's resentful of his upbringing. You know, he was born uh, into slavery and he never had free. He never had freedom in his life. He went from fr- he went straight from being a slave to being you know an agent of the Jedi Order. You know. And he ne- he never had liberty in in his life, and he's resentful that he's never had that you know kind of uh, freedom and liberty in his life. So a lot of his anger stems from that. And sand is a reminder that he is just a slave, if not to to his, sand, he's he's a slave to the home to, to the master on the home planet that he grew up in, which is Tatooine, which is a which is full of sand. You know, so that's why that's really important. It's it's to remind us that. Um, Anakin is a truly broken character he was he on paper he was never supposed to join the the Jedi order he was too young to be recruited um, you know and he had too traumatic of a childhood Um, that trauma could could and did eventually lead him to the dark side Um, but I think the best thing about the prequels the best thing is Palpatine in Ian McDermott's portrayal of Palpatine truly a satanic an evil character i don't think there's a more evil character in cinema history than chancellor palpatine it'd be difficult like he's up there with the joker and then that guy from uh no country for old men played by Ooh. harvey or bardem that guy whoever he is <laughs> that guy's pretty evil too so <laughs> so palpatine is a straight up sociopath he doesn't have any regard for people's emotions he doesn't have any empathy <laughs> but but he just plays off as such a good and manipulative politician and and it just it's almost like it's i i feel like the 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 galactic republic is almost like you know uh ancient rome and then it just shows palpatine's rise to tyranny as the emperor of, of the galactic republic so and that scene where he tells of the of of darth Plagueis the wise oh my gosh if you did not get chills while watching that scene like, the background music was perfect. His delivery of the lines was immaculate. And the writing that the Ian McDermott, you know, conveyed in the scene, it, it was so amazing. But the best part of that scene was the subtext. And that's what makes dialogue good. There's meaning behind the words that he's saying. So he's saying that Darth Plagueis was a dark lord, so powerful that he could kip, keep people from dying and he was that powerful and then and then but he also knew but he told that Anakin on purpose because he knew that Anakin um, had visions and premonitions of his wife uh, Padme dying uh, dying during childbirth and this just caused Anakin to be obsessed to do something about it he couldn't do anything about saving his mom's life so he vowed that nothing like that would ever happen to his children and to his wife and so he just becomes so obsessed with by any means necessary preventing you know any more hurt because he's already a broken and hurt uh, individual and he cannot bear the pain of that potentially happening again so he's willing to he's more loyal to to his relationships to his wife uh, to his loved ones than he is to the jedi order he's not very loyal to the jedi order i mean how could he? you know, they <laughs> put him on the jedi council without making him master it's, it's, outrageous. Out, it's, it's outrageous it's that's outrageous it's unfair, unfair. yeah, yeah I, i'm glad that you and i are on the same <laughs> wavelength here we, we quoted the same line that's <laughs> hilarious it's outrageous it's unfair that they that they how can you be on the council and not be a master
0: exactly
1: but the the subtext within that scene was what made that scene and uh for those reasons allow me to recap the the utter star power the acting the writing the score the uh Oh my gosh I, I can't even like there's so much more that i could talk about like what's so good about it but like i think i could be here for for such a long time so <laughs> like like star wars episode three is like one of those movies i could watch over and over and over and over and over again and never get tired of it and i've asked so so jacob you you obviously you're you're a true star wars fan obviously but yes people who i talk to star wars about uh casually like like i have a friend i showed him all the movies um, we went in episodes one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. So we went in, in, in the way, you know, that chronological order, not actually like the dates that the movies came out. Okay. That's great. Um, And then he was just like, yeah, by far episode three was the best one, you know? Um, so just from that anecdote as well, it just kind of <laughs> speaks to how impactful episode three is. So for those reasons, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, that the prequels are
0: superior, you know? So, okay. All right. So thank you, Ilya. That was a very, very passionate, and it was a pretty good speech about why the prequels are better. However, everyone knows, well, mostly everyone knows, the original trilogy is the best, honestly. First of all, I'm not going to touch Episode 3. <laughs> episode 3 is undeniably a masterpiece. You ask prequel fans, you ask original trilogy fans, you ask the spin-off people fans, you know, like Solo, Rogue One, those fans. You ask those fans, you even ask sequel fans, and they will all agree, episode three is the best. Is the masterpiece, best, go whatever you want to call it. But, yeah. um, So one of the reasons that people criticized the Star Wars, the originals, what Ilya brought up when we were shouting at each other behind the drama room, (laughs) while having a friendly debate um, before our teacher came to get whatever she wanted from us, we, we we did drama together, so you know. So is that it? Doesn't look as good cinematography wise. Um, and to that I say, they were doing the best with what they got. You know, like it was the '80s. I watched a special on Die Hard, and they worked really hard to give a play- to do the helicopter crash. This had a Death Star explosion, a skiff explosion, multiple starship crashes, a bunch of different stuff, and yeah. It it doesn't look as good, but it just look it looks campy. It's nostalgic, I would say, to a lot of people. Um, I grew up with Star Wars, and my dad showed me the original trilogies first. But did what order did you see them in?
1: Um, I can't quite remember. It was uh, probably prequels first.
0: Okay. Yeah, because right. I was
1: already you know old enough to. To, to see that kind of movie and uh. someone understand it so I could see all of them and, and, and it
0: would make sense. Okay, yeah. I was like was like five, six, seven when I first saw it. My parents made sure I was raised right and <laughs> watched Star Wars when I was a young kid. Of course. Yeah, my younger cousin, he was 4. But, uh, the two things he said that still haunt me to this day. He said, Star Wars takes place in space? That's one of the things he said. And he said, wait, Darth Vader's not a good guy? just that makes me sad that that hurts me to my soul. common sense
1: people you would think <laughs> it would be common right
0: yeah darth vader star wars Uh huh. i mean yeah people talk a lot about he? Star- he was four at the time yeah you can't blame him four-year-old i mean stars i knew what stars were i, I loved astronomy uh-huh. as a kid like but we're not here me, to maybe. talk about you might
1: be just more intelligent
0: than him yeah yeah we're not we're not talking about my cousin yeah. Uh, we're talking about Star Wars. Okay, where was I? Um, not as good. Right, it doesn't look as good. But they they did the best with what they had. And, like, yeah, some of the special effects are a bit, you know, eh. Not not so good. Like, why does a TIE fighter, have a tiny ship have such a big explosion? I don't know. But they did the best with what they had. And to that I say, it works. I mean... Yes, there are very few stuff, like if you pause it at just the right moment, you might see a wire or something, but it's still very acceptable to this day, and it still holds up to a lot of other sci-fi originals, I do a lot of channel surfing at night, and those, <laughs> the CGI just kind of makes me want to crawl into a hole and just die and stop existing for, for all eternity. So anyways, um, one of the things is just the story of the original trilogy. And the story, in my opinion, is what really sets this apart from the prequels. Like, the prequels, the the main thing is a trade embargo. Like, what is that? Little kids aren't going to know what that is. It's politics. They debate politics. Children stay out of politics for reasons. <laughs> They're like, no, it, it's boring. Like, you know, I object. And granted, this is a lot more exciting than American politics. This is, like, intergalactic politics. But still... It still goes over children's heads. This, Star Wars original trilogy, just the story and the character of it, it's just, it's a bunch of ragtag rebels trying to defeat this tyrannical evil empire with just themselves. It is a very small rebellion, and that's what it is. It's about hope. It's basically every sports movie. Karate Kid does this. Karate Kid was made in the 80s. Daniel Russo, you know, not well-trained, kind of scrawny kid, gets beaten up, has to go up against this horrible evil uh evil karate school and what does he do spoiler he defeats them but it's basically that but with star wars lightsaber duels blaster fights it's got it all it is just straight up amazing the story of it it's simple it's like oh bad guys versus good guys fight it's nice and simple to watch it's just it's it's courage and hope in the face of danger like the first one of the very first scenes shows the rebel forces getting completely wiped out by stormtroopers. Like, that's, that's courage, and that's hope, and it teaches us to be courageous in the face of danger. Also, Luke's transition from somewhat whiny farm boy to Jedi Master is just amazing. You can see him slowly progress, and he still has a little bit of whininess in him, but that is completely gone right when he battles Darth Vader in the very final battle. Also, Darth Vader and Darth Sidious is just amazing because in the first movie, episode four, we're introduced to Darth Vader. We're introduced to like, oh, he's the bad guy. He's he's choking someone out, he's throwing them against the wall, he's commanding a bunch of forces. Yeah, he's he's bad, obviously. But then we go to Darth Sidious and realize Darth Sidious has been the one pulling the strings the entire time. Like, oh shoot. Vader's not the worst one. It's Darth Sidious. That is the worst one. And also, just the plot twist in Star Wars. It's like, I am your father. Just that was a pretty
1: good plot twist. I'll you. say that. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, no one would expect that, actually. Just watching from episode five and six. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good, thank it you. Was a yeah. good yes
0: yeah it's just unrivaled like now nowadays we have nowadays we think everything's a plot twist like there's just been so many plot twists it's kind of been run into the ground and killed multiple times but like that is when it was new and it was refreshing i mean like i'm gonna go back to the karate kid like we're not expecting johnny lawrence to go up to daniel russo and like hey i'm your brother like that would be ridiculous um Yeah, so just the plot twist was just amazing. And it also foreshadows that there might still be some good in him. Also, going off along that, the lesson of there's still good in some people. Like, it is a very uplifting message. Like, Luke Skywalker says there is still some good in him. I sense he's good. Padme says the same thing in episode three. Okay, yeah, but whose hopes were actually realized? I mean, technically, but... (laughs) I mean, they're technically talking about the same person. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like, what does Anakin do with that hope? Slaughters a bunch of children and kills her beautiful broken heart. What does Vader do? He sacrifices himself for his son. Like you can see him like being conflicted. Like, should I go with him or should I go with Palpatine who's zapping him? And then he just yells no and picks Palpatine up and throws him, just straight up, Yeet! him over a cliff, and he falls to his doom. And that, and it's just amazing. There is still hope in him. There's still good in him. That is just. An amazing lesson for everyone to carry on. Now, some of my problems. I do, while I do like the prequels, I have problems with them. Not, not episode three, don't worry. Three is undeniably great. Um, But episode one, there is some cringy dialogue. I mean, like, now this is pod racing and yippee! He says yippee! You don't say yippee, that's just, ugh. Also, Jar Jar Binks, come on. Jar Jar Binks is kind of infecting the entire Star Wars universe. Infecting the prequels. I mean, he. You know how insignificant Jar Jar
1: Binks is. I haven't even thought about Jar Jar Binks this whole entire conversation because he blocked it out from until, your memory until you brought it up. That's just so how insignificant that character is to the movie, and it doesn't even it doesn't make it better, and it doesn't make it even worse.
0: No, I mean, he's just kind of infecting the entire thing. Yeah, he does do some good, but he's he's the novelty goofy sidekick that really wasn't needed in the thing. Like, if you wanted someone to do something heroic, have have the, the captain of the Gungans have him do something or have someone else do something. It's just it's not Or maybe
1: Jar Jar has been in control all this time. <gasps> maybe Jar Jar is the Phantom and is, as we've heard, you know. How else would you how, yeah? How else would you explain how how good Jar Jar Binks is at killing battle droids? He is mm. highly effective in destroying battle droids we know obi-wan kenobi says in episode four in my experience there's no such thing as luck hmm. so it perhaps it wasn't all luck that that Jar, Jar binks killed all those battle droids perhaps he was just putting on a facade of being some stumbling fool where in fact he's been con- contributing to the whole trade embargo you know i don't think it's a coincidence that he stumbles upon you know at the right time uh, Anyways, that's a whole other rabbit <laughs> hole we can <could> go down. <laughs> but yeah, please continue on. Uh, ah, right, can yes. I curse on this podcast, or is this clean? Yeah. No? Okay. Family. Okay. Sounds fine. Sounds okay. Fine. Thank you for um, asking. Um, <laughs> continue with um. What's the word I'm looking? For? Defecating. On oh to wow. The, uh, okay. on, on the on the prequel trilogy. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um. Also, episode two. The best part is at the very end. That is just solely politics. It's basically it's.
1: <sighs> I'll say this though: Episode two does have the funniest line in the whole Star Wars movie. Continue. Where Anakin says, "I was trying to save you, Master," and then everyone looks up at the <laughs> chains that he's locked up in with a very sarcastic tone. Says, "Good,
0: good, good job." job. <laughs> yeah, I will admit that's the funniest line the whole movie. I will admit that that is that is very funny. I will admit that, but it's just. The rest is just politics. And like, yeah, trade embargo, separatists, just uh, a, a child would not be interested in this. And someone who has barely seen Star Wars to be like, okay, why why are we watching this? You got to hook them in with the originals. And then, in my opinion, release them into... Then they could get into the lore more. I will admit that the prequels do do a good job of lore, like McClorians and the Force and what the Force really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is basically my position on the star Wars original trilogy. All right.
1: So about some things that you said, Jacob. Yeah. So you're saying how the original trilogies were simple. I agree. Yes. However, I don't think that makes them any better. And I don't think that the making the, and making the claim that the prequels were any, that, that the prequels were complicated made it any worse. I think it actually made them better because I think contrary to what you think, a child can indeed be enthralled within the the prequel movies. There's plenty of action to spare. There's colorful visuals. There's you know a bunch of goofy characters that kids really would would really enjoy. But annoy the parents endlessly. I, I don't think I would enjoy the parents because here's the
0: thing. My mom
1: as as I get older and I understand the world more, and being a political science major, it's just every time I watch the prequels. I get something new out of it. It's like layers. That's why I can never get sick of watching them, because the complexity. Like you want to be challenged. You want to be intellectual, intellectually challenged. Like the the, the originals, the originals uh, trilogy, great films. However, they're not very challenging. They're it's really simple. I actually, want to rescind that statement. They are actually challenging, and there's a lot of philosophy, uh, and theology, and psychology in the original trilogies. However like you said it is more simpler and you do want things more complicated because you do want to be challenged and that what that's what that's what makes things age well and i think the prequels are aging well because there's just something new and nuanced every time you watch it that's what makes them good but i'll be honest watching the like a new hope i can hardly stand what that's probably like out of the first set okay we're not even going to talk about the Disney star Wars movies, because they're just God awful every single one of them. Um, but seven, seven was okay. But rogue one, anyways, all, all the Disney (laughs) ones were just, especially rogue one. That was the absolute (laughs) worst. That's a heaping pile of dog doo doo. Okay. So the episode four, I could hardly stand watching it. Like, except for the scene when, uh, Ben Kenobi describes, uh, uh, luke's father that was that was awesome that was an awesome scene but you ever like watch it and then just think okay there's han solo who has a blaster just han solo against like a squadron of stormtroopers there's like 10 stormtroopers trained soldiers in the galactic republic who out out han solo 10 to 1 and then han solo shoots one of them and then they all go running and then han solo chases after them am i supposed to believe that am i supposed to believe that i i can't it's it's just so cringy to see to where i just get mad how (laughs) how terrible these stormtroopers are so i think that's a big i guess you could overlook that even if you do overlook that um episode four i think was it was very experimental and they had a really low budget um you know, yeah, and I agree with you with what they had. You know, they did a fine job with what the resources they had. George Lucas is a fantastic cinematographer and a fantastic director and writer. But, but yeah, episode four is just not a fun movie to watch. I'll be honest. It's just, it's slow paced. You know, the the characters aren't even all that interesting. Um, but, but yeah, that, 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 that's my main rebuttal. I think that the prequel movies do a fantastic job about incorporating a lot of different things making it complicated so that you could be intellectually stimulated so that you could analyze it so that you could appreciate how much time and effort the writers took into creating such
0: a great story and now it's time for my rebuttal so you say that it is a christ-like figure correct he's a christ-like figure
1: correct I, i would say there are aspects to the character
0: of anakin skywalker
1: that are allegorical to some aspects of Christ's story. That would, I think that would be a more accurate that's statement for me to
0: say. Well, I mean, also in the book I read, they mentioned a bunch of stuff for Christ-like figures, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: however, that only gets you so far. And before I begin, there is no perfect Christ-like figure, except Jesus. Oh, I but, was going to say,
1: except for Christ himself. Yeah. Right, right.
0: Um, I recently wrote a paper for one of my classes that I argued Neo Anderson from The Matrix is Christ-like. I think that's fitting yes actually that's very fitting
1: yeah i would i would agree with that i think uh, the christ is the ultimate archetypical figure correct. and a lot of uh stories that um that we see in cinema and great novels they emulate a lot of aspects of christ and i think that that's what makes good literature good cinema
0: yeah now <clears throat> i am a christian as are you correct? Mm-hmm. yeah um and i know that the whole thing with Anakin being a Christ-like figure can only get you so far. Because, like, <laughs> Jesus never killed a bunch of children. <laughs> he never went into, like, Nazareth daycare and just started slaughtering the children. That That's horrible. Um, he did, however, I remember in the scriptures, he did overturn the marketplace when they were making the marketplace a temple, but that's totally different. Uh, that's, like, the only wrath besides end judgment. But, again, we're not here to talk about theology. This is not... A theological podcast. This is a movie podcast. So, and then he also turns to the dark side. Yes, you mentioned that that is Jesus going down to Sheol, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, there's debate about that. Mm -hmm. There's debate about whether he really did go to Sheol, which is hell, or if he was in heaven. There's script again. Find your local pastor (laughs) (laughs) or priest or priest (laughs) or minister or whatever. Or
1: yep, or. or shaman, just Uh-oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even take if he tells you to take a pill or smoke a plant, uh, I, don't, um,
0: I wouldn't do it. That's <laughs> a trap. So um yeah. Anyways, he goes to the dark side. Jesus never went to the dark side, but yeah, he did. But for three days, he did. He did go into the tomb undeniably. He was in right. a tomb no matter what. Yeah, that's um,
1: when. Yeah. So I think that it when Jesus died it did become dark so it did become dark jesus left the light as anakin left the light and jesus says father father why have you forsaken me yes and that that that's a that's a great like like god god has forsaken christ so where there is god there is light where there is the absence of light there is darkness so that's showing how anakin Turned to the dark side, yeah, because he he was void and empty of light.
0: Yeah, so, but he
1: returns just like Christ. Christ returns yes. as well.
0: But he returns to overthrow Satan. I know you mentioned that Palpatine was satanic. I don't yeah, know, if very that, satanic. Was that intentional or? Oh, just... it was very intentional. <laughs> okay,
1: that was the most intentional thing I've said today. Palpatine <laughs> okay, is is literally satanic. He's he's the most satanic. I think that he's the most satanic person in cinema, in my opinion.
0: Quick. Quick nitpick here. Yeah. What, what about like Schindler's List? There's actual Nazis in that. Like they're based off of real Nazis. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that. Fictional? No, Fictional? because because Schindler's List, those Nazis weren't really charismatic. They were just straight up evil. You know what I mean? Okay. Palpatine was straight that. up evil, but he had a certain charm about him. You wouldn't yeah, think right. that this harmless old man would, would do these atro- atrocious, you know, evil things, you know? Schindler's List, that Nazi straight up shot, you know, people from his balcony. So True. there was nothing. Well, I mean, he was handsome and he dressed well. So perhaps that was his, the extent of his charisma. But he had a swastika. He always had a swastika showing. Hmm.
0: You know who he truly
1: was. Satan never shows you who he truly is. He always hides himself as something that's pleasurable or something that's – apples
0: it, or whatever fruit. fruit it was. Yes, yeah, it could be apple. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, Anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting, we're getting way off topic. But... I like it.
1: I actually like this discussion a lot. Yeah, I like the theological aspects of Star Wars and and, and stories. And that, how I, that. Do, I do yeah, too. Well, yeah, we went from going debating <laughs> the prequels and original original trilogy to, to talking about how the theological
0: aspects of Star Wars, oh, Sinmo's yeah. List, what have you. Anyways, um, where was I?
1: You're, you were saying that oh, saying figure. that he's a Christ like figure only gets yeah. you so far, which yeah. is why I said that. There are some aspects in his story okay. that resemble Christ's story. So not That's exactly, but somewhat.
0: That's fair. And then he he defeats Satan, but, like, he dies afterwards. Like, spoiler for the end of the world. At least if you're Christian, and I am a Christian, so is Ilya. Uh, God wins in the end. He doesn't die. He, In fact, when he returns to his disciples, he just ascends over to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he does. Um, I suppose... That if you want to go even further into the Christ-like analogy, the three days, three movies, that could Ooh, be that. Oh, wow. And, and here's the good part. Here's the good part. So Palpatine is Satan, clearly. Yeah. And when Satan's like electrocuting us, aka torturing us, like with lightning, God, that's when God intervenes. Mm-hmm. And that's when God, I suppose, <clears throat> this does wreck your analogy a little bit. He could intervene and that when he was getting electrocuted, he was on the cross. <gasps> I just had a great idea. Forget the debate. This is better. This <laughs> is so, <laughs> mm-hmm. so like he could like intervene and intercede for us, and he took the punishment of that was meant for us, you know, the, the wrath and the lightning. Right. He took the punishment right. that was meant for us. He, you know, he saves us, his children. Mm-hmm. His, he is Luke is his child, right? His right. children. Yeah. He saves him, throws Satan down, he dies, but he comes back. As, as a ghost, as a ghost, a Holy Ghost, Amen. He
1: is, so another thing is prior to uh, Anakin's physical death, prior to his ascend to the, um, so he 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 leaves, he stays as a ghost, and the Holy Spirit is supposed to be our comforter. Yes. So as as Christ leaves, the Holy Spirit takes our place and is supposed to take place as our our comforter here on Earth. So the when Anakin dies physically. He tells Luke, "Take off my helmet." Why? Um, Partially, he wants to see him with his own eyes, but I think he, Anakin also wants Luke to see his wounds. He said, "Look at the wounds that I've had."
0: Same as Christ, he wanted, to, he wanted his disciples to God see the Thomas. wounds on his hands. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Thomas. And also, apparently, he does that. He also has those wounds in heaven, so we can all see what he has done for us. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was one.
1: One thing I might disagree with you on. So you you are of the belief that. That God intercedes our own lives.
0: Well, I meant in that I meant that He interceded for us, like He. Oh, he I takes see. The okay, yeah, that's, okay, that's I understand. What I mean. That's what sure. I. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I, I literally just thought of this like right now. Yeah, no, so that I was that was awesome, on. man. That was fantastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see what happens when you have this intellectual dialecting <laughs> yes. discourse, you know?
0: Well, I, I was gonna include another thing. So I guess if you're still here for the debate I will include this one thing although it just kind of feels like
1: and you should ask your listeners hey do you guys want to hear
0: debates or
1: do you want to hear theological <laughs> analysis of Superman let's make let's have Superman next cuz there's a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of Christ like uh, analogies with we can go over to the plan.
0: matrix if we want to or the matrix too we, <clears> literally yeah. Anyways, um <laughs> back to the debate which is what we were originally trying to do he you mentioned in your rebuttal that like it's it doesn't make sense that like Han Solo chases after the stormtroopers, and then like ten to one, they, yeah, that was they start silly. running.
1: That was silly.
0: Admittedly, stormtroopers do have bad aim. It is why a running joke.
1: Well, yeah, it's 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 a joke that's. It was it was a joke not intended. It wasn't intended to be a joke. They were supposed to be this intimidating galactic force. Yeah. However, they did not pro- project themselves
0: as such in Episode Four. This is where I disagree. If you, if you watch the whole thing, I mean, you probably. Were too disgusted at it to finish it. Were you?
1: What episode four? I, of course, I finished it. <laughs> okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. grudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember the the assault on the Death Star, first of all, amazing score. John Williams both composed both of our scores, and we could all agree John Williams is amazing. Undeniably, we can agree. Undeniably, undeniably. Indeed. That was supposed to be louder, but <laughs> it was a handshake. Anyways, um, the they lost almost all their pilots except for besides Luke except for Wedge they lost gold leader red leader Jack Porkins not really much of a big character but Jack Porkins all the gold squadron i have no idea who these people are by the way they lost <laughs> all of their fighters they all get killed one by one and like Luke and Wedge Wedge is the only one that flies away because he got he got wounded he's like eh, just get out of here Wedge. you can't do much good from out there sorry let him go just them whole thing. It's just such a good part, but they lost every single one of their rebel fires showing this the full strength of the empire. Luke lost his best friend. His best friend was Biggs. Biggs got killed during that fight. So I think that they are clearly a force to be reckoned with and it show it just shows the character like they know they might die. it's it's a suicide mission essentially. but they go up against it and that's what it shows. It shows the courage and the heart of pretty much the rebel alliance and like what everyone should strive to be like, although we're outnumbered, outgunned, outmanned, outnumbered, outplant. Wait, that's Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) It shows the strength of them and how they could stand up under a tyrannical, a tyrannical government and overthrow them with sheer willpower and determination. And that was the the pleasure. Wrap it up. Send it to you guys. Well, guys, well, my best boys and girls, this was interesting. This started off as a debate, but it spiraled into theology and just off-topic bander between two friends. And, you know, that is what post-credits is supposed to be. Post-credits is supposed to be just, you know, a fun place, a place to, you know, hang out, forget the weight of the world. I started this in the 2020 pandemic. I I wanted this to just be, you know, a fun place. And that that's what it was. It was just a fun debate that got into a lot of theology. And, you know, I think that's fine. Although it is still a debate. Um, I did not prepare well, admittedly. So that, (laughs) if Ilya seems more polished, you know, maybe Ilya's the Imperial Force is well polished. And I am the ragtag group that will eventually win in the end. Yeah, but my uh, stormtroopers won't run away from... (laughs)
1: My ten stormtroopers won't run away from one guy
0: who has, like, one blaster. I will find a hole in the Death Star and explode it. Anyways, um... Yeah, so that concludes the first debate, hopefully not the last, of Post Credits Podcast. Um, yeah, make sure you just follow me on Instagram at post underscore credits underscore podcast. Um, for input, I'm, my DMs are open. Just go ahead and talk to me. Slide into the DMs, why don't you? <laughs> That's what my fiance did. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I will have another episode next week. But the week after that is my marriage and subsequently my honeymoon. I will, pro- I, I won't post during those two weeks probably cause you know, marriage and honeymoon kind of big. Um, but I will try to post afterwards. Um, I'm moving, I'm moving into a new apartment. So if I don't post or if I post late at night, if I post days late, that's why. Yeah. Um, so I will be moving. so I will see you next week with, uh, with an episode that kind of means a little a lot to me because just because of what uh old tradition my sister and i have it's uh stay tuned you'll find it interesting so uh Ilya, do you want to say any closing remarks jacob
1: it's been a pleasure debating you i always enjoy it i always enjoy seeing you i always enjoy talking with you you're a good person good luck with your marriage thank you yes (laughs) That's all I have to say about that to quote Forrest Gump.
0: And thank you, Ilya, for agreeing to debate with me. All right. Until next time, roll credit.